are the lifestyles of the rich and of the dead. I'll repeat that. Okay. Um, so is it weird that I changed my lucky number solely based on the fact that I couldn't have it as an email address? So like I used to have bcoil57 at Gmail as my email address. And then when I was looking for ecoil57, it was already taken. So I switched over ecoil201 and have just completely disregarded 57 as a lucky number for the past like five years or so. So what's your question? Uh, is it weird that you changed your lucky number? Sure. Like if you changed your favorite number, yeah, yeah. But oh, you okay, lucky, lucky favorite number. number. They're they're both the same thing. More no, or less. no. There's ones ones implying that it brings you good fortune. Uh, one is just one you like right now. So, well, how is how is one that I like any different? Or how is that less weird? That's it's oh it's a weird topic because to begin typically with. a lucky number is a number that you found has brought you good fortune. Otherwise, That's... you wouldn't call it a lucky number. You're just like you know what. I really like the way 5-7 looks together. Like, that's what you would be saying. You're saying this is a lucky number, something that you brought with you, I'm assuming, since childhood. Yeah. Uh, and, and I'm also going to guess this is some sort of... Because 57, no offense, Aaron, is one of the worst numbers to have be your favorite or lucky number. And I'm assuming it has something to do with someone's jersey. You're actually correct. And, yeah. yeah. And it's actually a morbid reason because it was one of my old favorite baseball players who randomly had a heart attack and died in the middle of a season. So part of me is like, oh, as a kid, I thought it was like cool to like that be my favorite number as like somewhat, somewhat remembering or as in like memorial of that person. Oh, and then I just started using it for a lot of things and then it stuck from there. Aaron, that's just you being a witch. Excellent work. You just knowing from an early age, you're just like, oh, his his life force has ended. I could harness yeah. that energy, though. Right? Like it's, I could it's harness kind of, his life's energy. It's morbid in a dark way, but it's like, oh, that person is dead. Let me try and get as much of that dead person energy as I can going in other parts of my life. So, like, you know, I'm not sure if that's lucky or not, but, like, you know, I feel like luck is just all made up superstition anyway. So, like... They're all kind of ridiculous, lucky, like, favorite numbers. They're all ridiculous to begin with. So, like, if I'm going to have a number, it might as well be for kind of, like, a weird, morbid reason. But either way, email availability no. just completely disregarded probably 10 years of liking that number. Aaron, you're completely and 100% wrong. Uh, the uh, You're saying that it's superstitious, superstitious and silly? No, what you did is you took a dead person's number and you harnessed their energy and you've been putting your energy into that number for years. You have so much equity in that fucking number right now of energy that you could easily, could have easily uh, have used uh, to strike down enemies, uh, improve yourself in some way. But what you chose to do is totally give up on it to the point where it's been dormant. There's no, there's nothing left in that number. You well, could no, even no, go back to it but, if you wanted to. But as I'm saying, if it's if it's dormant, do you think the built-up goodwill or dark energy that I have from that number from 10 years of theoretically worshipping the number and including it in my life, why can't I go back to it? Shouldn't that just be a fountain of dark energy that I can, you know, you know, dip my toe back into whenever I want to? You know, I th let me put it to you this way. I think of it as almost like whenever you start to cultivate this type of energy, it's almost like you created a life, right? You created a life. You, you put this energy into this life, and you're putting your life energy into it, and then you just stop feeding it for five years. Yeah, it's I no longer that. going to be a, a, a fun puppy. It's dead. It's dead. And, like, maybe you could resurrect it, 
and maybe it could become powerful once more. But I think you have to put some work in, and I don't think you're ready for that. See, this is why I'm not going to have kids. This is why I would make a bad parent. Sure. I I got like really into the number for about ten years, and I just disregarded it and completely like exercised it from my life. It's gone yeah. now. So yeah, um, because it didn't fit in your email. I could just imagine uh, <laughs> having like a, a Christmas card, and you're just like, this baby just does not. Yeah. The first bad report card that comes my way for my kids, like, oh, uh, see in science there, huh? You're, you're gonna, we're gonna have to let this run its course. Like, you're whatever. literally having a conversation with your partner, just being like, if this happens again, you know, I mean, there's no coming my back. My hands like, are tied. Are we, I, I can't be. When associated. are we supposed to cut uh, a divest from this investment? <laughs> when yeah. are we supposed to cut? Let's stop the bleeding. Uh, I would love for you to consider uh, bad report cards as bleeding. Uh, <laughs> I. This part of the podcast has been cut due to fear of cancellation. That's, uh, this sounds like the beginning of a cult. <laughs> this is, well, uh, well, so we'll see where it takes us, but I'm just saying, don't you, dismiss the idea entirely. That's all I'm Have you watched uh, the Nexium stuff? Oh, I have, yeah. Keith Ranieri, uh, yeah. I, Woo! <laughs> yeah, he is, uh, he's a special sort of scumbag. I'll, I'll put that much out there. Like, I know Alex Trebek. I'll tell no. you that much. Do you no, like that tie-in right not, there? Alex Trebek did not brand his initials onto, uh, you know, women in the service of a sex cult. So I, I did not discover that. But if I may say, they both have a certain pretentiousness that is mm. matching. Uh, I feel like, I, I, so have you done your uh, hours worth research on Trebek? I would say hour is a little generous, but I have done some research, yes. Okay, yeah, similar. I started at 4.30, to be honest. Uh, uh, and I was eating during that time, so it wasn't like a hard 30 minutes. Does eating really like get in the way of your concentration? I guess it must. Yeah, oh yeah, it's very distracting. Um, mm. And also, like I'm using hands, so I'm not scrolling. So I'm on the same paragraph for a while. You know, it's just like, uh, well, yeah. you know, I'll read something. I'm just like, well, yeah, I'm just going to look it over again. The That's same fair. paragraph. Um, uh, but have you seen all the the documentaries on uh, Ranieri? That's what I can't believe is that there's multiple ones out there. I saw the HBO one, which more or less just kind of turned into like, oh, uh, Mark, one of like the head like honchos or whatever, just kind of like him apologizing or saying like, I'm not a bad guy, I swear. I was in a cult, but I didn't do anything wrong. I'm a good guy at the heart. Like there's literally like three episodes worth of content solely devoted to like making sure we know that Mark, Mark. is a good guy. Like All of them, all of them. This is their way of mm. being like, Ooh, we'll cooperate as much as we can right now because uh, they see the writing on the wall. Yeah, I might have I might have bullied and intimidated and done some awful things for 10 years. But, you know, I came to my senses around that, you know, after that first decade of awful behavior. So, you know, I'm a good person now. And like, you know, look at all this good stuff I'm doing. Like, it doesn't quite work that way. In the way, in the words of Stannis Baratheon, like, you know, like the uh, the good acts don't undo the bad ones. So, like, you know, if he ever was to go into trial or those people were, you know, they should have their fingers removed to the knuckles. Just like, um, you know, what's his face? Uh, Davos is number two. So, um in my oh, mind, oh, who, in me. my mind, that's Mark and his friends should be missing their fingertips. That's What's what I'm name? saying. Davos. Davos, yeah. Davos, yeah. Davos, Seaworth. That's yes. who I am if I was in Game of Thrones. Really? I, I I'd, see that. I'd think of myself as a Hodor Davos. I could see that. Actually, yeah, I, no, I'm not Hodor. I would love to be a Hodor, but I'm not big or strong enough to be a Hodor. And I'm, you, I, I think too much. Do you think you, would, if you were in Hodor's shoes, would you hold that door? Would you let the zombies claw you to death to let Bran get away? Oh, sure. Yeah, I think I would. Uh, really? for, th uh, because think of think of what lies ahead of you as Hodor. Right. 
you've been gobbled up a good bunch because he was already hurt. You know, he was, he was bitten a but few times. But he was times. alive. He was still able to run and move. But he, no, he wasn't able to run. <laughs> Let's be honest. <laughs> he was a big guy. He was not he was going right. to get far. Yeah. He was not going to get far, especially with that little kid that he has to carry around all the time. Yeah, so he's holding the door. He's already been gobbled up a little bit. He's uh, a, 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 a man boy, uh, like this, just this giant hulking guy that could only say one thing he's not going to be no, no real romantic prospects there uh it's not like he's going to you know die in a loving relationship he's going to die being a slave to this uh disabled boy so it, there's really no hope like i would imagine if i'm if i'm in hodor's shoes oh i'm going out in a blaze of glory what am i going to do wait until acromelgi gigantism reaches this bony death claw on me and slowly makes me lose my legs and then i have to be in crutches like but, andre I I, I get that that's, like, a bad... There's no, like, possible good scenario for a, a life of Hodor. But at the same time, Bran, the person you Hodor sacrificed himself, caused Hodor to become Hodor. Like, this, like, a, like mentally, like, challenge. Or, like, caused, like, you know, like, the repeated speech because he tried working into him in the past. So, like, like at the end of the day, Hodor sacrificed himself to save the person who caused his awful condition. Like I would say sacri- less sacrifice and Hodor self-euthanized himself. In the most badass way possible. He's just like, you know, I've been taking care of this kid. I know I'm gonna die. Uh, might as well die here, being a super badass hero, than continue on and die in the frost. But to be fair, what did Bran really do in terms of the big picture? Sure, he kind of became king, but like, Brand what did, did he really do? This, uh, if we want to turn this into the Game of Thrones <laughs> podcast, we can. Because sure. it is extraordinarily upsetting. Red and Aaron turn this into a Game of Thrones podcast. Uh, well, let's talk about Alex Trebek. Let's yeah, talk let's. About Alex Trebek. We're here for a special reason, not that one. Al- Mr. Alex Trebek, who unfortunately just recently passed away. This was a this was a sad one. Out of, so, sure. um, out of curiosity, let's let's start with the baseline. What did you know about Alex Trebek before kind of coming into this preliminary research? I thought he was a very attractive man. Very Fair. attractive. I thought he was a good old, a good looking older guy. I remember thinking that. I mm-hmm. uh, liked his mustache. I like him better with mustache than without. I think he's one of the few people who can really pull off a good mustache. Like, Not only pull it off, but look better. I think mustache is better in theory than in practice. And like most people, are like oh, those are fun. But like when people actually do them, it's like ah. Eh. But like he, he made it work. He made yeah. he made that mustache sing. Yeah, same. That's I, that's exactly why I feel you know we're connected because I also make my mustache sing. And I oh, feel that's like highly I look debatable. better that is highly with the debatable. mustache, just like Alex Trebek would. Um, but uh, what else did I know about uh, the guy? Um, I did know, there's a book I read. You ever read the book, uh, uh, The Know-It-All? Never heard of it. By A.J. Jacobs. A.J. Jacobs reads the entire Encyclopedia Britannica and wrote a book about reading the Encyclopedia Britannica. It's really good. Really good. But in the book, while he's trying to become the world's smartest man, mm-hmm. he interviews Alex Trebek. And Al Shebeck is very pretentious and rude because he's constantly correcting him. (laughs) Imagine talking to Alex Shebeck, a guy who's like very particular with how he speaks, very good with enunciation. He knows everything. And like you're telling him something, he's just like, it's pronounced etouffee. Wait, Alex was the one correcting him or vice versa? 
Alex, Alex corrected was him. consistently correcting things he was saying when he was saying something wrong, or he'd give out little facts that he knew he didn't know. So, like, Alex Trebek came into the interview with a guy who just read the entire, like, Britannica, which is like an encyclopedia thing, and he was like, you know what? I'm gonna show this encyclopedia guy what's what. I don't even think it was that. I think he does this to a lot of people. Through my research, he seems to be a little bit of a smartass. A little bit of a smartass. That's the most I got from him in, term- in terms of bad stuff. That's the most I got, is him being a little smartass. You know, honestly, uh, like, I always thought, like, my perception of Alex Trebek was just to be, like, once again, this wholesome, like, game show host. I was fearful, but, like, I was, I didn't really expect to find much dirt. And, you know, honestly, after looking into, like, say, like, Mother Tracer or Sean Connery, I was really hoping that my research was not going to, like, ruin my image of Alex Trebek. Like, you know, I needed a win. I needed a win in, like, the benevolence of humanity. And I think that he kind of qualifies here. Oh, he totally won. He totally yeah. won. He, I mean, like, he's a victim of maybe, uh, you know, uh, systemic patriarchy a little bit, where uh, 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 when he's talking about, have you read his stuff? Of, I don't want to get too ahead, but his talk about the Me Too movement. Oh, I did not hear that. I, I am excited to hear his thoughts. Oh. Although, I'm not excited, though, because, like, once again, like, I came out still with a good opinion of him. So, like, if he's going to come out, like, all anti-feminist, me too. I, I'm going to be, uh, it's not anti-feminist. It's not anti-me too. It's just an old man seeing me too for the first time that uh, didn't let's necessarily dive into understand. It. You, 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 yeah, you teased it. What, what, what's the word? What's the words let, here? Let, let, let's talk. Wait, hold on. Before we even get to that, let's talk about all of his other stuff real quick. Uh, right, what do you got? Host of Jeopardy. He's 80 years old. He was born 1940. Um, what else is there? He hosted a bunch of. Sh- He's from Canada. He's right. a Canadian Speaking guy. Canada. Yeah. He did, donated a lot to uh, one of the like, University of Ottawa. Like almost like. Uh, you know, it's like sure. Out. Sure. Yeah. He's a big, big Canadian guy. He likes horses. Um, he studied, what is it, philosophy and school. To be fair, he doesn't just like horses. He had his own horse ranch. He bred racehorses. Like, this was like a whole business venture for him. Like, he was very much in the horse scene. To be honest, I would love to, uh, I hate horse racing and horse breeders, and I would like to fault him for it. But again, I'm going to hold off on that because he's a rich guy from his, uh, his story. He probably doesn't understand the pitfalls of, uh, uh, breeding animals. Um... Or maybe I know he does, that's like care. dogs and stuff. Like, is breeding horses that like morally like reprehensible? Like, I think breeding is... horses to race, really, uh, to I race never... each other. Uh, I guess that seems like a bad life, but don't, like, don't like they like, race three horse like a couple races and then they just like you know fuck and like for the rest of their lives more or less and like oh like that's like my stud feet. It doesn't sound like a oh, bad life to like race dream. a couple races and then just have sex the rest of your life. To have your innocent mind, Aaron. To have your innocent, <laughs> wide-eyed mind. On the surface uh, level, it sounds like a good deal. I'm sure if you believe that, then yeah, it sounds great. But <laughs> yeah, for horses that are able to make it through their career without injury. Yeah, they get uh, they get pimped out to female horses where they fuck, and sure, maybe they go out to stud. Maybe that's true. Sure, mm. but the ones that get injured, what, in they just way... go to the farm upstate and get to roam around on green pastures all their life. <laughs> just mowing them all down. I don't think they take an assault rifle to the horses. I would imagine that's not the. <laughs> <method execution. laughs> just in a room, just clearing house of all these. Two seconds behind on that lap, horses. huh? What? Like, Jack, just imagine, like, the, like the, the breeder with a stopwatch. Like, oh, two seconds slow there on that lap. Let's reload on <laughs> You just see a, a cock shotgun. Let's try it again. Better luck Let's... in the next lifetime. You see a doctor just being like, uh, just being like, oh, it's going to be eight weeks to heal. The, uh, the, the, the owner just cocks a gun. They're like, six weeks. Six weeks. <laughs> 
for? I it's swear, fine it's now. Okay. <laughs> the, do- the the horse like I'm fine. That was a thing on Family Guy, I think. Uh, I, but to, to be fair, once again, if they are good at racing, it's a very good life. Sure, sure. Okay, let's go with that. But we're moving on. Alex Trebek, he uh, likes race horses and such. Yes. And uh, he did get, start game show hosting in the 70s. He did a bunch of things called Wizard of Oz, Double Dare, a bunch of other nonsense games. The uh, $128,000 question. And then in the 80s, he started Jeopardy. And he was doing that ever since. He really doesn't have that much. No, uh, he, he was just like, yeah, like like through CBC, try to like go, go on every single pretty much game show. It looks like he was actually on a couple of them. Like he like he like won like a poke celebrity poker tournament or something like that. So like, hey, he's good at you know. Playing no, no, poker. no. He didn't win a celebrity poker tournament. He won a game on what was it called, House of Cards, which was a trivia competition where they all these hosts played with giant deck of cards on the ground. <laughs> That could be a very hard game to win. I've never seen it, but, sure. like, who knows? Maybe it's even more difficult than poker. It might be more. It's, what was it called? High Rollers? Uh, card Sharks. Card Sharks. Card Sharks. Um, but then he did uh, Jeopardy Forever, which was fine. And, yeah, he just did that. And he changed his facial hair every now and then. Um, that's all there is. There's very little scandal other than that. There is uh, one There is one kind of scandalous thing that he did. Okay, Yeah. Oh, you didn't? Okay, so the whole uh, him, maybe DUI, but probably just fell asleep. We don't really know the details oh, on that one. Oh, yes, 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 yes. Oh, well, so there's a whole string of things that happen within 20 years. It's almost like he's in Final Destination from how badly they wanted to, like, life wanted him to die. So in 2004, he had this uh, major pickup truck accident where the truck sideswiped a string of mailboxes, flew 45 feet over an embankment, and came to rest against a utility pole in a ditch. Trebek was not cited for the accident. Which um, is a little odd. You're saying that he was drunk driving? I didn't know that. No, like, he, his story is that he fell asleep behind, like, the wheel of the car and then just sideswiped a bunch of mailboxes and went flying into the air. But, like, like it's... Once again, I'm not going to cast out. Like, we don't know for sure. Dude probably fell asleep. But at the same time... He wasn't cited for anything. We, can we can we completely rule out the possibility that there were a DUI was at play here for this? I can't rule out. And honestly, I can't rule out that he wasn't doing other drugs too. In all honesty, yeah. if he's doing one, what's to stop? If we don't talk about these things, who will? Uh, I'm not going to say that he was drunk, but I'm also not going to say he wasn't drunk or high. Um, but that being said, nobody said that besides us right now. Right. I'm just saying it, it raised maybe a little bit like a, of an eyebrow, but like, once again, I'm giving Alex the benefit of the doubt because there is nothing else in his life that indicates any sort of problem with substance, anything like that. It just seems like, like, that's a lot to do with like falling asleep. Like you don't wake up after swipe swiping the mailboxes. Like, you know, like that doesn't wake you up. Cause like he did the mailboxes and then went flying into the air over an embankment. Like, I don't know. Like, I feel like at some point, some of that must have woken me up or woke him up, but you know. Uh, well, here, well, also couldn't control the car. I have fallen asleep at the wheel and smashed up a highway pole. But, so, but you woke up after you hit the first thing. Sure, that was a big thing to hit, but you still woke up immediately. I woke contact. up as I even before I hit it, well some... before I hit it, but I couldn't get control of the car because mm-hmm. I already went off road. Interesting. Maybe if that's you're going possible. seventy and you hit grass. It's okay. So maybe it's possible he was still going. He's like gained consciousness while hitting the mailboxes, but couldn't slow down enough to stop going like over the embankment and stuff like that. I guess that's possible. Once again, I'm not saying for sure he was drunk. I'm just saying that's the situation and like, you know, like that nothing was confirmed or like, you know, denied like otherwise. That's just the situation. What a gossip monger. 
Yeah. We're gossip mongering. That's what we're doing here. We're, that's we're true. telling that's the facts. True. We're, we're telling, to, like, this is what try, happened. We're telling the very loosely based facts, and we're creating new facts as we go, which is cool. Yeah. Um, here's some other health things. 2007, suffered a minor heart attack. 2008, uh, uh, 2011, he injured his Achilles tendon, uh, tendon while chasing a burglar who entered his San Francisco hotel room. Did you Did hear he about this? Him? I did not. Did he catch the burglar? So no, but they well they arrested this burglar. But then I did a little bit more research on this, Ooh. and the burglar in question claims not guilty and says that she's a prostitute. She oh. went to this hotel. Sex worker, prostitute, like it's not like the preferred term, right? Se- oh. Sex worker. Fair. Se- well, sex worker is too broad. How do we narrow it down to? Because sex worker to mean anything. I mean, like it's still. I feel like like. I don't feel like there's any context where you would say I thought say sex prostitute. worker was the, uh, the, the, the general term for sex work, you know, dancing, uh, the sex It's an all-in-one term, but, like, I, like, I feel like, I feel like prostitute is supposed to be derogatory, whereas, like, and you can just use sex, like, like, I'm gonna just, go with sex salesperson. I guess that's fair. I just, sex like. Sex sales. They're in sex sales. Okay. Um, uh, uh, for now, until one of our listeners, uh, uh reach out to us at, do we have a, uh, Gmail? Uh, we do not yet, but so that, should I'm going to put that email. onto you. We should, that's, yeah. We'll put that on the to-do list somewhere. Sure, we'll get a to-do list, and we'll, we'll have a fun password. I can't <laughs> wait to discuss what password we use. Uh, it's going to have a 5-7, uh, I'll tell you that much. Uh, lifestyles of the... We should have it all be what... Like, lifestyles of the R&D. R&D? Rich and dead? R&D? Oh. Look at that. We're researching, research and development? On people. We're doing that on people's lives. I like We're that. We're in R&D. This is a, that's a good shorthand for this. Like, oh, this is R&D. We probably Welcome shouldn't discuss the password to the account openly about this, though. Oh, we're yeah. not saying the password yet, but we're we're kind of saying it's going to be a fun password. Yeah, it's going to be pretty good. That's going to be something we agree on, which is going to be fun. It's going to be like a fun inside joke. I can't wait. Um, what else is there? But yeah, so they said that uh, uh, they were uh, in sex sales. They went sex sales, seeing a, a customer there, not Trebek, but apparently when so what happened is Trebek thought uh, uh, something somebody robbed him. And he gets out of his hotel room, butt naked, really? and chases her down the hall. Because he just sees someone, chases her. She was arrested. She says she never stole anything. They never recovered anything. They arrested her at the scene. They don't have anything. Wait, and wait, she wait. ran from him because she was afraid because she's, you know, in an illegal occupation. She was afraid of that. He was, uh, she was just afraid. I, wait, wait, wait. So, like, let's, wait, let's, let me get the beginning I gave you the whole correctly. story. There's nothing else to ask, Aaron. No, there, we, there, we need to clarify this a little bit. So she was going down the hallway or running, and Alex Trebek, a, just happened to open his door completely stark naked. Like, who opens their hotel door naked into the hallway? He is a naked sleeper. Okay, but then, and we found this he, out also. But from why would the he take person. off? Why would he take off chasing after some person just happens to be? If you opened your hotel door and saw someone running down the hallway, why would you take off running, especially if you're naked? Like, because there has to be a reason. They, someone had jewels. Someone had his jewels. Apparently, there was a bracelet missing or something. His wife's bracelet, because he was there with his wife. Mm-hmm. He was there with his wife. So, at first, I was just like, naked Trebek t- uh, chasing a sex salesperson out the door. Uh, somebody was having a fun time in a hotel room. Clearly, yeah. And, but he was with his wife. He sleeps naked. Uh, things went missing. And she was. she even says she was there to see a different client. She went to knock on the door. They didn't answer. She was walking away. This guy comes chasing her, naked. She's See, scared. 
See, this is actually like what I love about Alex Trebek is that even in a scenario where he could have been possibly painted as like a like once again, no shame for having a sex worker like or whatever like no shame. like you know like soliciting one or whatever, but still like like the the end the end story here being that like he went out of his way even at risk of personal embarrassment, running out naked to reclaim a bracelet for his wife. Like that's a I very think he's beyond reason. embarrassment. I think this man, like uh, from years of being. Pretty much known as a smart person had an ego the size of a fucking watermelon, and he walks out of there. He's just like, no one could make me feel stupid. <laughs> I'm Alex Trebek, and so he doesn't mind chasing after a thief, even. Uh, and he's old at this point. This is 2011. He's Ooh. 70. Oh, that he's is 69. Oh, that is an important detail. He is 69 years old, flipping and flopping all around. Question for you. Sliding down the hallway. Question for you. Do you think that Alex Trebek has a big dick? Oh, you know, that's a good question because he's skinny, which right. leads me to believe. Yeah. Big dick. Is that, uh, is that really an indicator? I, I, uh, well, that's the joke is that, uh, 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 skinny people, skinny slender people, because proportionally it will be look bigger than mm. someone with a narrow, uh, with a wider frame. That makes sense. Proportionally. It's just it's kind of like, Oh, uh, if you wear like kind of like horizontal stripes, you look a little bit fatter because like, Oh, they make you exactly. seem wider. Exactly. Oh, Interesting. Never thought about it. Vertical no, stripes no, are I was thinking about underpants that are enlargening uh, uh, from design. <laughs> Maybe just the crotch reason is horizontal stripes or something. Or there vertical stripes because you want to Vertical stripes to enhance the... Uh, well, actually, it depends on what you want to enhance. Maybe just a checkerboard pattern. Get that length and girth, like, you know, like the width and length. And so just do like a, you know, check pattern like on your boxers mm, and boom. You have a huge dick out of nothing. Uh, we really have to write these things down because yeah. uh, these are going to That's a merch lost. opportunity. That is a merch opportunity right uh, there. Uh, dick enlargening underpants. <laughs> Um, so yeah. And so uh, yeah, do we think he has a big dick? Um, I think he's probably has an average size dick. Uh, I think, uh, average to uh, average to above average. Um, because I think his personality, uh, one, what he's probably got a big dick, but doesn't really care that much about sex. I would, I would agree. I think, he, I think he has, some, I feel like if you're that free or willing to go out running at the age of 70 naked, you have to be at least somewhat oh. comfortable with it when oh, you got uh, down hold there. Hold on, hold on. Actually, you made a very good point and you made a good point accidentally and you're <laughs> wrong in your conclusion. He, oh. at 69 years old, the, you care less and less about how your body looks. Believe me, I've been in some of these uh, uh, men's spas Mm. And the older you are, the less shame you have. And believe me, they are not packing. <laughs> they are not packing. See, now I think they're have... being ageist. Just because they're old means they, they don't have, yes, like... Yes, I am a, a little bit ageist. I'm ageist against the really old and anyone younger than me. Uh, 100%. I well, considering uh, I was just about say... to abandon a young child, then, like, I can't really... I feel like that's hypocritical yeah, you, you, to you've got you a, that. Yeah, yeah. You, you're... Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, but uh, the older you get, uh, as a, 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 what I've noticed... Specifically from the you know the older male demographic, and hell, I heard this from females too. They stop caring. Mm. They just stop. They just get to a point when you're just like, "What are you gonna judge me?" Uh, you know, like, "What what are you, you gonna judge me about?" I'm to, seventy. To be fair, I feel like that's just a general that applies to all aspects of like people's lives once they hit that point. They just stop giving a fucking so, general body. Exactly. So like, I think you know, him like running general, down the street. Everything. I think him running out of the hall naked is not indicative of him having a big dick. I think. His uh, general, I'm going to imagine his general body type and personality, big dick energy, uh, his sex drive is probably so basement. His mm -hmm. sex life, his wife was just probably like, you got this big fucking hog. 
and we're not doing anything with it. But, like, that's so disappointing, though, because isn't he the game show host? You just said the dude who was schooling encyclopedia person. He must have knowledge about everything, including, like, Karma Sutra, sex. He, he must know so much about everything. Why wouldn't he know a lot about sex? So why would his sex life be so vanilla if he knows so much about everything? Because he knows what an orgasm feels like. He's like, I remember that. <laughs> Been there, done that. Oh, that's disappointing. I like to imagine, in my memory, I like to imagine Alistair Beck as like a sexual savant. He just knows like, he knows everything about everything. So of course he knows a lot about sex. Sure, and our, I like to believe in that version of him. Yeah, with our dream Trebek's, not everyone could be a Pat Sajak, who is a sex deviant. Uh, I would assume yeah. Pat Sajak with that wheel and the way he talks to some of these People, men and women alike, uh, at, uh, on Wheel of Fortune. Him and Vanna White, they're fucking... They, them and their spouses, they get together. Like, him and Vanna White are, are swapping. Swapping husbands, I, swapping wives. I, I feel like that's something a happened very, at some point. I, I'm, I'm feeling that's a very collaborative thing. And I can imagine, you know, Trebek and his wife were invited. Before, like, you know, they're on the same network. Mm-hmm. So I'm sure they were invited to some of these things. And his wife probably loved it. And everyone was so excited to have Trebek there. Just like, did you see the dong on this guy? And he got there and he was just taking notes. And he was just correcting people. He's just but like, he was, did you know he was making uh, menage notes. a trois? He was doing word. it so he could like implement it. He was probably looking for new notes to implement with his wife. Because he's such a loving person in a committed relationship. That he's like, you know what? I'm not going to swing, but we're going to show up. We're going to take some notes and we're going to incorporate it later on. Well, I'm still on the boat. You what think that he was? You, what do you mean we are going to take some notes? You think he stopped his wife from participating so he could take? Like we're taking notes. Like that's so cool. No, no, no. He, I don't think he stopped his wife from participating. I think he almost like he watched her so like, he could see like you know what? Let me see from an outside perspective. Maybe like what my wife enjoys or stuff like that. I think that he would have watched his wife have sex with another person in in as long as he was like taking notes so he could improve his sex life with his wife. So I he almost could see him as it. like a Doctor Manhattan. That's so beyond sex. He'll do it to, to satisfy, like, just, like, get her off his back. But he's busy thinking about other things. <laughs> like trivia, like random trivia questions. I don't know. Yeah. I, I, once again, we'll never know for sure, but I like to believe in the dog version of Alex Trebek. I want that version to be the right one or the real one. Okay, well, we're going to have to put a pin in that one because I think we're this is where we're going to split. This is yeah. where we're going to deviate. And that's what the point of Lifestyles of the Rich and Dead. We're going to have some deviating opinions. It's you believe happen. he's got a big hog and a uh, big sex drive. And I'm a uh, big hog. And, uh, you know, he's he's thinking about the world's problems. He's he's thinking about uh, potent potables, if you know what I mean. Um, <laughs> I do. I do things to Celebrity Jeopardy. I do. I just see dick enlargening underwear on my notepad. And that's the only thing. <laughs> I think that's, honestly, from everything that we've covered so far, I feel like that's the most, you know, salient takeaway. I feel like that's the yeah. most important one. Well, here's some things. Here's a little thing. What else uh, you got? Uh, so I, I pulled up a few things. So we talked about um, the burglary. Yeah. Um, we already went through that. Now, Alex Trebek met with the Jeopardy staff at the start of Hashtag Me Too. Red and Aaron got distracted by a phone call and then quickly... Trauma. But that being said, Trebek, uh, 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 I, I think if he, one of he's somewhat, one of he could have used that's <laughs> a little educate, uh, a little education. Yeah, and I think that I think that's maybe like, once again, if we're gonna like pinpoint flaws, it's the know-it-all thing where it's like he probably like could have used like he'd been more open to like education and like you saying that he theoretically mansplained to like maybe like female coworkers on set. Not coworkers, uh, contestants. Contestants. Oh, um, and like not overwhelmingly like once again like if he's a know-it-all, I guess he could do that. And he thinks he's just being smug or whatever. And maybe that's like a little bit of like of a dick thing to do. But like, if that's the worst thing he's done in the world, like not saying that that's a good thing, but like, 
compared to like comparatively to the other contestants, if him being a bit of a mansplainer slash know it all is the worst of Alex Rebeck that we have like to go on, then that's not that's not too bad. Can I give you uh, some quotes of him having this conversation? Oh, well, yes, please do. Like, I'm hoping that I don't just immediately recant it based on like what I'm about to hear. So, but uh, go ahead. You know, when the Me Too movement started, I had discussions with the staff during production meetings. I said, "My gosh, this has got to be scary time for men." He stated. See right I'm, there. I'm sorry. Right there, that his initial reaction is like what the impact on men is just so troubling and like yeah. Okay, I I'm disliking hold, him more, but continue. Hold on, uh, hold on, hold on. Yeah, it is pretty ahead. funny. I'm fortunate that I've never been in a position of power where I might be able to lord it over somebody sexually. Trebek continued, Isn't he uh, which is a weird way of saying that. That's a weird thing. Trebek continued. I said, but there are guys out there. Young guys are stupid in their teens. There's nothing stupider than a teenage boy. They're operating on testosterone. The interview replied that youth is not always an acceptable excuse and that young men aren't necessarily the only problem. And then Trebek said, that's true. Trebek agreed. Before mentioning Michael Douglas and Demi Moore's 1994 film, Disclosure, Michael Douglas's character has explained to his wife about the situation between himself and Demi Moore's character, who has been, in, uh, who has been his lover a long time ago. He says, this was not about sex. This was about power. She was my boss. She had the power. And, he, and then Trebek's like, that was a very important scene. And the journalist said, this conversation has taken a turn. <laughs> and, and then Trebek replied, you took a turn. Again, like being like feisty about it, but I will say this too. And that whole little explainer, like that you just gave me, and I, I, I only started counting a little bit halfway through or so. But I believe he mentioned men, boys, or testosterone maybe like four or five times total, and didn't yeah. say the words women at all. Like his entire focus about his thoughts on the Me Too movement was the impact on men, without a single thought towards the women like who are coming forward. So that is pr- deeply troubling, right there. I, I think uh, honestly, he's a smart guy. He was presumably smart, smart. He was a smart, but presumably he's a smart guy. Yeah. I think him reflecting on these comments and even looking at the description that the 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 thing he just said about Michael Douglas to be more to be more had this power over the, this man and uh, and she used it for sexual favors. This evil, like yeah, woman this evil her. woman. Yeah. But the thing is, like, if you were just take that scene in a movie that you watched, Trebek, and then apply it to uh, how many women are in power over men right you'd be like oh well there's very few oh and there's a lot of men in power over women he could use his context clues to get to the thing he's just like oh women probably are more affected by this than men you know what but he never made, made that connection he, he never, never did made that connection because of pancreatic cancer Aaron. <laughs> pancreatic cancer stop shenanigans on so many he, levels you cancer really does- should this has been Lifestyles of the Rich and Dead with Red Jefferson and Aaron Coyle.